The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Megan. <laughs> hey, you guys. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars fancy stats. And the Goonies! No, it's not about the Goonies at all. It is, like, almost never about the Goonies. <laughs> Could be about the Goonies. It is also about hockey. And Down hockey. here, this is our time. It's our time in Texas. See how it's about the Goonies? <laughs> it is. September 15th, literally a month since we last recorded. And it's our 124th podcast. Good God. Mm-hmm. And we're going to the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> what? What? I have so many questions. <laughs> no, I'm just hey. kidding. I knew we would get here the whole time. <laughs> no, I did not. I did not. No, of course I did it. Of course I did it. <laughs> we have we have audio proof that neither one of us. <laughs> I do remember sitting here literally a month ago and just being like, the stars don't have it. The stars don't have the thing that they need. And clearly I was wrong. Or they listened to my podcast and they were like, oh, let's show her. What an idiot. I mean, there's some really good theories that the biggest thing one needs to win a Stanley Cup is spite. They definitely have that in spades. And I think a large part of the stars' excellent spite harvesting ability is that all of their biggest fans think they aren't a good team. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, there's no spite like home spite. There's no spite like home spite. I do want to start the podcast with two reader questions right off the top. Uh, Graham Jenkins asks, Ah! I mean, I agree completely, wholeheartedly. No questions asked. Yeah, that one... But there's also a question mark in it, so I I had to go modulate it. <laughs> and Jason asks, if I can't stop smiling, will my face freeze like this? Um, only if somebody slaps you in the back. Scientifically, no. But also, I have been finding... Re- well, okay, I'm a jaw clencher. It's my really bad habit. But, like, now when I smile a lot, like, I was on a way too fucking long D&D call yesterday. And I was trying to be, like, engaged. So I was smiling a lot. Holy fuck did my cheeks hurt. (laughs) That's hilarious. Because I do not remember you having that problem in the two times that you played with my group. Second of all... No, this was like a four and a half hour session. And then I I know, but I'm just saying I don't remember you smiling too much. Oh, uh, well, you know, okay, first and foremost, the Roll20 camera the is much smaller, it. tiny. It's teeny tiny. I feel way less intimidated by the Roll20 camera than the Discord camera. Number two, this was the DM's first time ever DMing. So I was trying to be more you know supportive it depends on whether or not the dm is my friend and the dm is my friend oh uh, see if my dm is my friend yeah i can understand that if the dm is not my friend i kind of like politely smile occasionally and then i just look like i'm taking notes what i'm actually probably doing is playing solitaire on my phone <laughs> or tumblr <laughs> i will do both okay 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 I have to, I need your advice, Meredith, on us going to the Stanley Cup line. Oh, God. So, obviously, I haven't watched any playoffs. I've been boycotting the playoffs. I've been boycotting the playoffs because I thought it would think it was a bad idea to have sports during COVID. However, we keep getting told that there are no positive tests in the NHL bubble, which is fantastic. Because it's a bubble. Nobody like they're well, not they're going because they're they're not they're no one's violating the bubble. I had full on expected people to violate the bubble. I'm not gonna lie. 
Fair enough. Um, however, the stars have gotten this very far with me watching zero games. You're not allowed to watch. That was my question. I'll let you listen. And honestly, you'll have okay. a better you'll have a better time listening to Josh and Razor anyway because Yeah. Uh, I love them. So, yeah. First of all, they're the fucking best. Second of all, Josh and I have like a playoffs high five thing going on and like the stars have never lost when we remember to do it. It's a lot to carry on your shoulders. It's Mary. a lot of it's a lot of pressure, I understand. Um and it's one of those things where, like, at, at the first, I didn't, I couldn't really tell when the best time to do it was, because I know he's got, like, pregame stuff and, you know, all that kind of stuff, so I wasn't, I wasn't he really work. Sure. He has work. He has work. He's working. So I wasn't sure, like, if I did it too early, if he'd even see it. If I did it too, like, right before game start, would he even see it, because he's already broadcasting at that point. So um, I start, like, I, I did, one time I did it literally an hour before the game started, and he was like, ooh, this is perfect. You got it right in. And I was like, oh, okay. So I start, I literally started setting an alarm for an hour before <laughs> the game started so I could get it right. And every time, every time I've done it right before, the, an hour before the game starts, and he high-fives me back, they win. Every time. That's, that's... It's undefeated. It is undefeated. It's an impressive track record. And here's my only concern is it's unlikely that they win four games in a row. I know. I almost feel like I have to sit one out on purpose. Game two. Okay, yeah, that is exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Literally exactly what I was thinking. I am going to sit out game two of doing the high five. Because it's, I don't want to mess with the magic of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yellow lace is all over again. It is. It is. It's absolutely yellow laces all over again. God, I cannot believe. I cannot believe. I cannot believe. Even though I watched it myself, I cannot believe. I wrote about it. I did the recap on Monday. It No, it's too much. Like, I didn't, obviously didn't watch it. Uh, but, like, we were just talking about this right before we started recording. I didn't fall asleep till 1 a.m. because I was, like, too fucking hype. Oh, yeah. And I didn't absolutely. even see the game. I was looking at Twitter and retweeting stuff and looking at, you know, re like, replays of all the goals and everything for like uh, until after 1 a.m. Yes, last mm -hmm. night. And then I woke up at 3.45 and then I just never went back to sleep. So, yeah, your, gir your girl is working on like two and change hours of sleep. It's been crazy. I kind of hope the Islanders win tonight, specifically so the finals final doesn't start tomorrow or Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Just give us all a little bit of extra sleep. <laughs> Seriously, I forgot. You know, like when your team doesn't do well in the playoffs, you kind of forget what a slog a deep run is. Uh-huh. Um. Because it's been a while since you and I were, like, watching every single Hawks game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was five fucking years ago. I know. And I was just about to start crying about how much I miss you and your house and hanging out with you all the time. Oh, don't cry. I know, but I can't help it. I want to be having this moment with you in the room with me. I know. It makes me so sad we're not watching the Stanley Cup final together. I never thought that would be the case. Ugh. Me neither. I hate because, it. Well, because we had already talked about, like, playoffs, right? Like, we had talked about me coming down for playoffs. Yeah. Before things <laughs> happened. Fuck <laughs> this COVID. Seriously. Yeah. I would violate quarantine to watch the Stanley Cup final with you. That's the that's the love language of 2020, isn't it? <laughs> Do you remember that time that we were talking about what position we'd be? And I said I would be a goalie. And you said, well, if you're a goalie, I'm a defenseman. And it was just like the uh, you're a bird, I'm a bird of like hockey. I do remember that. <laughs> I think that was the moment when I realized we would probably be best friends forever. Yeah, for real. I Salt mean... mate for life. God, Marin, I feel like maybe, maybe this is the best time to reflect on a little bit of like, 
God, what the stars have brought me. Because no matter what happens in the Stanley Cup final, like being friends with you specifically over a shared lust of Jamie Benn. Yes, absolutely. And then like meeting all of our other stars, Mudarati friends. Oh my God, the Mudarati. Yes. Just how much fun we have had following this fucking team. Do you remember back when Jason was just the creepy man that asked me, that offered to buy me a beer? I do remember that. Ah, so funny. And like Holly was the intimidatingly funny and cool girl on Twitter. Yes, I do remember that as well. And now I've seen her without makeup on. Right? Yeah. We have come such a long way. We have come such a long way. It's been a wild... How many years have we been doing this podcast? We've been doing the podcast since 2014. Good so God. Six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. January 1st, been, 2014. It's been wild. Oh, right. Yep. That you threw up the whole way home. <laughs> Memories. <laughs> like the corners of my mind. <laughs> I mean, there are just some, like, game time memories that I'm never going to forget. Like, the, um, I didn't, and I didn't see it live, but I certainly watched it afterwards. Jamie Ben winning the Art Ross. Oh, And, yes. like, Razor, the uh, Ralph's Call, the Ben, Ben, Ben. Like, oh, man. Um, never going to forget Razor saying, like, poop through a diarrhea-infected goose. Because never. who could? Never. Um, and, like, the, the Winter Classic. Like, that was one of, like, I mean, like, probably top ten moments in my life. Like. That was so cool. It was so, everything happened so perfectly. And I still can't believe it was actually still, like, 2020 that that happened. But. I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hockey has brought a lot of cool stuff to my life. So. All right. Now, now we can move on. (laughs) Now we can talk about, like, actual hockey. (laughs) Hockey, but that was actual hockey. Now we can talk about the questions people have. All right. Maximilian asks, we must be doing something right, no? Or are the Colorado McKinnons and the Super Vegas just playing poorly? Uh, Me think we are resilient slash unfazable slash opportunistic and overall better at this quote unquote team thing. Can we shoot the NBC game crew into the sun? Will Pierre's head explode if we win? Listen. Uh, He asked this prior to last night, so I do want to call that. And related, Daisy asks, are the stars good, actually? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. We asked our friend Holly to Photoshop this together because it's not necessarily that the stars are good. It's that Anton Hudobin is playing out of his fucking mind right now. And is making up for a lot of the stars' bullshit. Yeah. And I, it, okay. I'm not saying the stars are bad, because they wouldn't be where they are if the entire team was bad and it was just Anton Hudobin, like, backstepping right. like a pro. Obviously, that's not the case. But they would not be where they are if Anton Hudobin wasn't playing like a fucking superhuman right now. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I think the thing that's that is most frustrating when you see these media narratives and stuff like that is that they didn't pay any fucking attention to the stars in the regular season. And so they have no idea. And so they're just like, I mean, I could not believe it when we're watching game three against Vegas and fucking the NBC crew is still talking about Nathan McKinnon. Like, I just wanted to reach into the screen and strangle all of them. Because that happened on more than one occasion throughout that game. And, you know, you see all of the hockey, like, you know, bloggers and media folks that have annoying Twitter accounts. And they're just all like, this game, this series would have been so much better with the with the Colorado Avalanche against the, the Golden, whatever, fucking Knights. Um, and it's so incredibly annoying. Like, I don't give a shit if you think that that team would have been better. They weren't better. This is what you've got. Make a narrative out of this. Don't make them do your job for you. Like, if you can't make a story out of Kibi Ranta and Gurianov and Haskinen having the time of their fucking lives in front of a guy who's literally standing on his head, then I don't know how you did your job before this. Like, 
This Shidoman is, is the backup goalie. He's the backup. <laughs> he's the backup. Our number one goalie has been injured almost the entire playoffs, and our backup is the best fucking goaltender. And like, obviously a shoe in for the Con Smythe should they win. Knocking on wood, and like a Western Conference champion. <laughs> And I, I, you know, I have a really like. I kind of see see a a little bit of where they're coming from in that. Again, just to be clear, the stars are playing like they played all regular season, which is sit back and let our goalie take care of shit. Which is annoying as fuck, but yeah, none of us are surprised. Zero! Zero Zero stars fans are surprised. No. This works because it works in streaks. It really does, because it's 100% goaltending dependent, and goaltending can go on streaks. And here we are, on the best streak of their fucking lives. And the most timely streak of their fucking lives. And, like, don't get me wrong, I do think, actually, just based on, you know, looking at some of the stuff and some of the analysis that Vegas didn't play well, um, and I think part of it is that they didn't, anticipate the Dallas defense being the Dallas defense, the way they play. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you look at where shots came from, like Vegas got nothing except right in close and not even a whole lot of that. No, I know. Um, I mean, I, I singled out on Monday, I singled out the first period because the stars just played like dog shit. Um, And like all of the chances were literally right on, on a, I keep saying Kari. Where, why do, what black hole have I fallen into that I think Kari Lehman You're relitigating, what was it, 2016? I am relitigating 2016. Fuck 2016. Anyway, so the, all of the shots were like literally right on Dobby's doorstep. And they were almost all on breakaways. Mm -hmm. Because that was the only time they could get in close. Mm -hmm. So fuck off. Yeah, and that's how Dallas has played all year. That's what you and I have complained about all year. That's what I will probably complain about next year. Like, yeah. <laughs> I it's just how they play. And if you don't know that by now, then you clearly didn't pay any attention or do any research. I mean, personally, I too also miss the Lindy Ruff stars to a certain extent. But the Lindy Ruff stars didn't get here. The Lindy Ruff stars didn't have goaltending. Oh, God. Could you imagine the Lindy Ruff stars with goaltending? Yeah, they would already have won the cup. I'm crying a little in real life and on the inside. God, the Lindy Ruff stars with Anton Kudoman and Ben Bishop would have been magic. Magic. But, and yeah, I think... The other thing that's going well for the Stars in the playoffs that didn't happen in the regular season is the increased trust in guys like Gurianov and Kiviranta. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not Haskinen, because Haskinen got plenty of Oh, Haskinen got all of it. But, like, yeah, Kiviranta, I mean, Kiviranta barely Out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he spent most of his time down in in Austin. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's... Out of absolutely nowhere. He was amazing. And so, you know, those storylines, like, if you can't do something with that, what are you even trying to do? Yeah. No, like, that whole, uh, what was that? Um, The podcast, the Defector podcast that said that the stars didn't have magic. I'm like, they're clearly not winning shots, so they have to have some sort of magic. (laughs) Like, that is the opposite, I would say. Actually, they won against Vegas on the back of a backup goaltender and a rookie. And you're telling me they don't have magic. What are you looking for? A little literal rabbit in a hat? Like, fuck off again. Fuck off. Like if the best team wins, best team by whatever metric you're judging, which appears to be goal differential, which 
whatever. Also, can we talk about the goal differential thing? Because when you can, when you say that the stars have a negative goal differential, first of all, it's negative two. Second of all, that is including the exhibition games, which should not count in the Stanley Cup final since the, oh, sorry, in the Stanley Cup count because those were exhibition games. They didn't mm-hmm. count. So how can you tell me that you're counting those fucking games as part of this goal differential thing? It's madness. Sorry, that was my rant. I agree with you. I agree with you. But I, I, I don't know. My point is that like, if you're like, oh, well, the better team didn't win, therefore the the loser team doesn't have magic. Like, that doesn't make any sense, right? Like, wouldn't the loser team have the magic? Yes. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's it, it's it's like it's like telling me that a fourth line plug has intangibles. It means nothing. It means nothing. And it, 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 don't get me wrong. I would love to see higher scoring games from the stars. I would too. I would. Love I mean, that. they did. They did score seven goals against the Flems. Yes. In and one they game. scored several times against. They were they were in some high scoring games about against the Avs. Now, granted, the Avs defense was so like. <laughs> and you tell me that the Avs are a better team. Well, I mean, uh, nope. They lost half their blue line, so it's not surprising that their defense was. I know, burr. but that but like when you're talking about the better team in the series, you're talking about the one that was ice. That does not include the people who were injured. I'm very sorry to the Calgary, the, sorry the Colorado Abs fans that half of their blue line was injured. But I'm talking about the team that was on the ice. The team that was on the ice was not good enough. No, it wasn't. So again, pundits, fucking shut up about it. <laughs> the, I mean, I'm sorry. This is apparently going to be the enthusiasm and spite podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's whatever gets us through the Stanley Cup final, right? Like that's Absolutely. what we need. It is going to be spite and coffee that get me through the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> given how quickly this is all happening. God, I know, I know. Uh, but unfortunately, last night wasn't entirely no full of celebration. There was a comment overheard. Um, Maren, can you explain a little bit more about it? I only saw a little bit this morning. Uh, Hold on just a second. I'm going to pull up the actual quote. Great. Okay, so basically what happened is that um, Reeves, who is a character, uh, a character. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm talking about a book. A actual human blood person. Who is of mixed descendant? Descendants. He is. He is um, obviously black, but um, also has, um, like any, you know, like a lot of Americans, has a lot of other things in there as well. At some point during the game, he had laid a big hit on. I cannot remember who the stars player was, but it ended up being Janmark and Carrier having the scrum afterwards. Um, and Ryan Ryan Reese was held somewhere else um, at the time. Um, and it was heard from the star's bench, something about collecting your mutt or something like that. Um, it, oh, okay. So they said the stars, the the Vegas bench said expletive, get him, Will, expletive, get him. The star's bench said, way to go, you expletive. You pick your guys, keep picking your guys, you ugly mutt. So the... Inference on Thomas Drace's part was that they were they were talking to to Carrier, whose name is William Carrier, and um, not to Ryan Reeves. But on one on on any hand you look at it, it doesn't really matter who it was said to, because it's kind of like using queer or fag as as a as a taunt or a chirp um, mm-hmm. when you've got anybody of mixed race on the on the ice when you're saying something when you're calling somebody a mutt it's very clear who you're referring to and why that's an insult so it's it was a shitty thing to have happened um i personally believe that that person should be should face discipline for saying that um and i would love to know who it was so that i could not i mean i don't even know i i I would love to know who said it you know i would i would love to have that person outed but more than that, it's one of those things that is especially disappointing 
because at the beginning of the series, you had Tyler Sagan taking a knee with Ryan Reeves. Yep. And you had, you know, the whole... Like, the whole reason that they skipped the two games. You know, like, you've got all of this thing going on, all of this going on, and then a a taunt like that gets used, and it's just kind of like, put your money where your fucking mouth is. Like, you're either going to try to take this kind of language out of the game, you're either going to try to make sure that hockey is for everyone, or you're not. And it's clear that they keep choosing not to do that, and that's frustrating, and that's very disappointing, and continues to make hockey feel like an unsafe place for everybody to engage and enjoy. Yeah. And I think the other thing is that like no media followed up on it. No, literally. I mean, Thomas Drance has followed up. He, he did not, as far as I can tell, he did not talk to any of the other, any of the players. He just told his story about overhearing it a little bit better. Like he was the Mm -hmm. only one that actually heard what was said. Other, other people were saying, Hey, you've got the best hearing. What did you hear? And so he reported what he heard. Um, so, um, he was, as far as I can tell, the only person who actually overheard it, Mm. but as far, but I haven't seen him talk to the team about it, talk to the players about it, talk to anybody about why that would be a, a shitty thing to say, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen any of that. So. Yeah. And I, we also haven't heard anything from the stars, like, and, and, and like, it kind of goes we back to address, like, even if, even if they were saying we're addressing it internally, I would feel right. better about it being acknowledged. Same. Not, that's still not great, but I would still feel like, okay, they're taking it seriously, or at least they're saying they're taking it seriously. We know that somebody's looking into this. Right. And I think the other thing is that like, <laughs> One of the reasons they like to have that, like, artificial crowd noise is so we they can cover up all of these expletives and shit like that. And so, like, what are we not hearing that Drant, you know, like, what isn't Drant's yeah. hearing, right? Like, if yeah. he's the one with the best hearing, I'm sure he's not hearing everything. And it's yeah. just like, guys. Guys. I mean, apparently, at a different time during the game, somebody called somebody else a butt face. So, like... Obvious. You can call people a butt face. Guys. That's hilarious. Like, yes, please go back to those taunts. Like, that's great. Like, get creative. There are so many things you can do without being a racist, misogynistic, homophobic asshole. Yes. Read some Chaucer. God, read anything. <laughs> Google insults for kindergartners be better is really all i'm saying not only better people but better insulters yes honestly if you become known as the team that can insult the best like go to scotland oh yeah go to just go to glasgow for a week you'll learn some shit i don't know (laughs) they do use they do use cunt a lot over there yeah, that one's not my favorite. No. But uh, they have a lot of other good ones. We should probably put an expletive label on that now that I said that word out loud. We have an expletive label all the time. I know, because we both like dropping F-bombs. Did I tell you about the time <laughs> that I did this podcast from my parents' house and my mom yes. came up to me afterwards and was like, do you always cuss that much? And I was like, yes, mom. I'm 38 years old. <laughs> Yes, I have. Because I was at the time. Now I am not anymore. (laughs) Well, twinkle, twinkle, little stars. How I wonder what you charts. Charts. Okay, stars charts. Uh, Today's stars charts are coming from sunsigns.com, which I don't think we have ever used, but is actually a very nice looking website. Okay. 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 So, are we waiting for me to pick the first person? Yeah, you got to pick them. Okay. Um, It's your job in this one. The first one is obviously going to be Anton Q. Dobin as a thank you for everything that he did in the last round, and he is a Taurus. And... Everything he chooses to be also is a Taurus. Uh, did you see the 
video that the stars posted right before you got home. I saw, I just saw as you got on the phone with me that it was a thing, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Well, you need to watch it after we record. Absolutely. Obviously we'll be doing. Oh my, this is a very long one. I didn't know this would be very long. This week, the scope of your knowledge stretches, Taurus. You have several opportunities to help others with your new information. Okay. The new moon in Virgo comes on September 17th, and the sun-moon pairing glides into alignment with Saturn at the top of your chart. This easy aspect has you lounging rather than tackling your things-to-do list. But now the pressure from external sources is growing. A report may be due or there's paperwork for government, licensing, or legal matter. Opportunities are knocking at your door, but Taurus, you may be ignoring them all. Toward the end of the week, on September 18th, Mercury, in your house of work, blusters in on Neptune in your house of the future. With a fixed sign like Taurus, you can withstand a lot of external pressure before giving way. Today, it's like trying to move a mountain. Visualize the outcome you want and picture yourself taking action. Before you know it, you'll be in motion. So it sounds like we really don't want the game to start on the 17th. We want it on the 18th. Yes. Correct. Okay. The next one is going to be uh, because I adore him. Uh, Joel Kiviranta or Yoel Kiviranta? I'm not sure. Uh, he is an Aries. He, is he the first Aries we've gotten? No, I think uh, Corey Perry is an Aries as well. Corey Perry is not an Aries. Oh, never mind. Corey Perry is a... We're not doing him, but I'm just looking this up for my own mm-hmm. edification. A Taurus. Oh, okay. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it was in that time frame. Aries. This week, your career expands and opportunity flows in, Aries. <laughs> now you just need to point your ship in the direction of success. <laughs> Please. The new moon in Virgo arrives on September 17th as the sun slides into harmonious alignment with Saturn in Capricorn. It's most likely today's focus shifts to love when some Aries natives may see a change of status. You may be going from single to taken, or you may start living together with your sweetheart. I hope not. <laughs> no, that would certainly be breaking the bubble. <clears throat> this is the not. energy of a new beginning, whether it's for work or love. Ooh. The week continues on, and September 18th, Mercury in your house of relationships squabbles with Neptune in your house of solitude. There are some day, there, yeah, there are some days where you just want to do things on your own. Things like doing a solo bike ride around the lake or to the ocean shore, taking a quiet hike under a canopy of trees, or just quietly reading a book on your own patio. Today, others may be calling, texting, and FaceTiming you, but you may be nowhere to be found. <laughs> so it sounds like quiet game for Kibi Ronto. <laughs> I mean, I think that's probably fine. That's that's good. He can't be the hero every time. He cannot. That is very true. That is very true. Okay, the last one is going to be Dennis Gurionov because he also had a great friggin' I mean, his goal did send us to the final, so he is a Gemini. Hey, back on the Gemini train. Ooh, I like this one. Time to break out the party hats. Your good luck returns, Gemini. Now the opportunity faucet can be opened again, and what will start as a trickle will soon be flowing. Yes, thank you. The opportunity faucet? The opportunity faucet. If we're talking about scoring opportunities, I am happy with it. Yes. Uh, The new moon in Virgo arrives on September 17th, along with the sun in your house of family, teaching Saturn in Capricorn how to dance. Okay. Today, you have an opportunity to get along with even the most intractable and laconic family members. You may be able to mend a bridge between feuding family members or even more miraculously, get a teenager talking about their feelings. (laughs) Wow. Some one-on-one time with Haskinen, maybe? Oh my God. Get a teenager talking about their feelings. (laughs) 
The week nears its end on September 18th with Mercury in your house of romance chatting up Neptune in the house of career. Today, a co-worker may let you know how fascinating they find you. Wow. Okay. <laughs> First of all, though, Miro Haskinen is no longer a teenager. Oh, my God. He's no longer. They grow up so fast. He's 21 this year. Mm. No. We do have a... We do have a 19-year-old who is currently on the roster, though, as part of the Black Aces. Oh, uh, 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 Robertson? No, Thomas Harley. Oh, Harley. Is, yes, yes, yes. He is yes. 19. Wow. Uh, how fast oh, wait, wait, did you just pull a Harley? Oh, wait, that's Harley Davidson. Never mind. I thought you were like... No, I was not trying to make any sort of puns. I didn't think you were making a pun. I thought you were literally confusing one of the Harley names with another. But no. Oh, no, I was not. I was, that I was remembering he existed. That would have been what was happening. Uh, sorry to disappoint. I'm not that funny. I'm thus very disappointed. <laughs> uh, there could be some momentary discomfort as the two of you are not sure where this could lead to. Oh, my God. But this is not good energy for a beginning. Hang back and see. wait to see what happens. This is... Guryanov on a drop pass. All I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm yelling it. I am yelling it. <laughs> there is yelling. Oh my god. So funny. <sighs> you want to sing us into happy things? I would be happy to sunday monday happy things tuesday wednesday happy things thursday friday happy things saturday happy things rocking all week with you hey yay oh can you hear my cat i can <laughs> she's disturbed by my singing apparently <laughs> She's just sitting on the bed, like, staring at me, like, Usually that's my cat. No, tonight it is my cat. (laughs) All right, we did put a disclaimer on the Happy Things segment. You are not allowed to talk about the Stanley Cup final as your happy thing. Obviously. I feel like that would just be the easy way out. Mm -hmm. So, um, my happy thing is I had all of last week off, and it was fucking glorious. Um, the first part of the week I spent with my parents, which was, I mean, it was fine. My parents wanted to have, my mom wanted to have a political conversation with me, which was like a non-starter. But, um, other than that, we had a great time. Um, ate a lot of food, played a lot of games, watched a shit ton of Death in Paradise. Um, Loved Death in Paradise. The uh, the new season, the latest season that is not available on Birdbox right now, was available for download on Amazon. So we did that. Nice. Yeah. So um, and then the second half of the week, I went out to the hill country with um, my COVID family, <laughs> two two members of my COVID family, and um, we just got a cabin out in the hill country and drank a crap ton and um, played a lot of card games while drunk. Um, and yeah, we didn't really leave the cabin much. We like, we brought our own food. There was a, I say cabin. It like, it was not that rustic. It was a little rustic, but not that rustic. Um, but we, uh, yeah, we had a really, we had, it was, it was a very glorious time. I was very, very disappointed to have to come back to work, but um, I really, really needed a, that time off. I had missed so many trips because of COVID. I hadn't really had a day off since March because why would you take a day off when you're just going to be sitting around in your house? But, um, yeah, we got that bonus money and decided to spend it on something fun. And that was what we did. And it was so great and so very needed. Yay. That sounds awesome. It was. My happy thing is actually kind of similar. Um, I went camping for the first time since I was a teenager <laughs> this past weekend. And it was actually really fun. Um, I went with just my friend Phoebe and um, we went to this really fucking cool national park called Great Sand Dunes National Park in the south of Colorado. And it is, so I know you've been to White Sands. Yes. Um, it's, if 
So it's not white sand, it's normal looking sand. But imagine white sands if the dunes were so big you couldn't actually see the people on top of them. Like, they're mountain height. Mm-hmm. And, like, we climbed, like, halfway up and we were like, this is, we're done. Because you're hiking in the sand. <laughs> but um, it's so cool. It's, like, literally a mountain of sand. Um, in the middle of fucking, Colo- like, nowhere Colorado. <laughs> and actually, so, like, I'm sure everybody probably saw, because it was all over the news. So, like, we went on Saturday, but we had were supposed to go the Tuesday before that, right after Labor Day. And the reason we didn't go is because that's when all of the snow hit Colorado in the middle of September. And, um... I'm so, so jealous, by the way. It was actually, it's pretty great. Um, it was a little warm today, but it's going to get back down into the low 80s, thankfully. And then, uh, but yeah, so up until Monday afternoon, Phoebe was like, no, nah, well, it's not going to like really accumulate. We'll just go and it'll be cold, but we'll just bring a lot of extra blankets and stuff. and It'll be fine. And I was going to do it because I love my friend. And I did, I wanted to be a trooper. But I was like, this is 100% because you invited me camping and I've never had a good camping experience in my entire life. But eventually she relented because it looked, the weather report changed and it was starting to uh, show accumulation that she would be uncomfortable with. So anyway, we get there on Saturday and we're hiking actually on a trail that like overlooks the sand dunes. And we run into a park ranger and she's like, yeah, like we actually had a bunch of trees come down in the... Um, the campground, so, like, that's why we're not allowing anybody to camp there right now, because we have to clean it up. So had we had gone, not only would it have been balls cold, but, like, a bunch of trees fell in the campground. <laughs> yeah, that's... So it was very much, you know, we made the right call, obviously, but um, it was great. It was so cool. And I got to see the Milky Way, which I had never seen before. And that was really cool. Yeah, um, that was something that we could also see out in our cabin, and I have seen the Milky Way before, because I have gone camping many more times than you have, apparently. Yes. Um, and honestly, wow, there's, would you shut up tonight? Jeez. There is nothing that makes me feel smaller than looking up at the Milky Way, Mm -hmm. but I love it. It's so cool. It is. You have so the opportunity cool. to go out to a place where you get really good stars. Take you it. have you have to get it, and we mean the stars, the burning balls of gas, not the not the mm-hmm. team. You have to get out in the middle of nowhere, and like when you think you're there, go even a little bit further because you really need to have no light pollution at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I also highly recommend an app called Sky Guide. On your phone. I don't know if it's available for, like, Android users, but I have an iPhone, so it's just called Sky Guide. Um, and it is an amazing app. It's actually so much better than it was when I first downloaded it, because I've had it on my phone literally since I got an iPhone. Um, but it will... You can point it at objects in the night sky, and it will tell you what they are. It knows where all the satellites are. It knows where... Well, you know, the not-spy satellites, I guess. Mm. Um, it knows... Um, <laughs> It would be kind of cool if it did know where the spy satellites were. Right? That's the secret Russian satellite that is currently listening to your podcast being recorded. <laughs> we give um, our podcast out for free. Yeah, we give it out for free, but they want to know before we give it out if we're going to leak any of their secrets. Um, but it shows you, like, you can, you can if you see a bright, a bright, you know, dot, and you're like, that's obviously a planet, which one is it? You can point it mm-hmm. at it, and it will tell you. And it's really cool, because, like, we realized out there that we could see with it Jupiter with our naked eye um cool. which I don't really think feel like I knew that you could do it was amazing anyway that's awesome yeah it was really cool so it shows you it was funny because my friend Anna kept being like I think I see Orion and I finally had to tell her she did not see Orion and then I had to pull out the app and show her where Orion was and it was like literally on the other side of the planet at the time <laughs> I was like, you do not see Orion. I can show you what you're seeing, but it is not Orion. We actually also had the same discussion about Orion. (laughs) (laughs) 
Amazing. Uh, like, if there is one constellation that I can reliably pick out, uh, though, okay, I'm really good at like three constellations. And the three constellations are Orion, which mm-hmm. is really more of a winter constellation in the early evening, um, mm-hmm. the Pleiades, and um, the, uh, the, the Big Dipper. I'm really good at the Big Dipper. I'm the only one of those that I can do at all is Orion. But because we were in a place with no light pollution, the Big Dipper was like, bam, it's the big fucking dipper right yeah. here. It's, like, it was so easy to spot. It's very, like, it's very obvious if you know where you're looking. I mean, yeah. it helps to know which way is north because obviously the North Star is part of it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we, <laughs> we were looking out south over a valley, so we couldn't actually see the Big Dipper unless we went around the other side of the house. And there wasn't huh. a porch over there. It was just a bunch of shrub and the trash cans. So we just stayed on the porch and looked out south, and I showed them. So... I'm actually much more familiar with the stuff in the northern sky because the that's where, like on my parents' ranch, the north is where you can see the best stuff. So, cool. Yeah. Anyway, sky sky gazing. It's my favorite. <laughs> we should answer some listener questions because we got, unsurprisingly, a lot. <laughs> we yeah, seriously. It's like something big happened or something. Some, something weird and big. I guess. Why don't you start? I asked the other ones. Okay, so Josh asks, I'm assuming this is our Islanders friend Josh asks, why Why shouldn't I hate y'all in jealousy? Um, I'll let you answer that first, and then I'll answer what I was just about to say. Um, I'm more curious in your answer than I than have a good one myself. So <laughs> There really is literally no reason you shouldn't hate us in jealousy right now. I would hate <laughs> us too. Absolutely feel free to hate the shit out of us for a little while. And that's fine. I mean, we did not come into this game to make friends, except we ended up making a lot of friends. (laughs) We literally talked for about five minutes about how many friends we've made. I know. (laughs) Along the way. (laughs) It's true. It's true. We've even made friends of other teams. We've even made Bolts friends fans, or Bolts fans friends, and Islanders fans friends. So, like, no matter what happens, we're going to be bitter enemies with one of our friends, several of our friends. Yes. Although I will say that the Islanders and the Lightning are currently in uh, overtime, so the Islanders are not out of it just yet. That will, of course, change by the time these people have listened to this. Sorry, what? I said I really do want the Islanders to win this one. Uh, I, I, I do as well, obviously as well, because I do not want to try to watch a game on Thursday night because I will be playing D&D. Same, actually. And you can say some things should be more important than D&D. And listen, I do not disagree, but D&D is kind of like being part of a bell choir. And if you're not there, the rest of your friends do not have quite as much fun. Also, your note is missing. And I'm a healer. I am not a healer, but... <laughs> Listen, um, you never played on on my Thursday night game. Sean broke my character. Oh, no. And by broke, I mean he gave me. So, like, we were fighting a bunch of Afridi, and I'm going to go ahead and let you Google that later. But we fought a bunch of Afridi when I was still level 7. It rolled a 1 against a charm attack from me, or mm-hmm. charisma attack from me. And... Because it rolled a one and Sean placed catastrophic ones, all of a sudden, this Afridi appeared in a jar on my belt, shrunken down to like six inches. And so now I can cast all of the Afridi spells. Oh, no. Which means that once a day, I can cast Planar Shift, which is a seventh level spell, which I currently don't have access to because I'm only now a 10th level bard. And 10th level bards still don't have access to 7th yeah, level spells. Yeah, seven, seven, that, that's quite high. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, that's what he did for me. And he also lets me use planar shift in a way that does not make sense. <laughs> he basically lets me use it as a teleportation circle, which he should not be doing, but he does anyway. Yeah. He also, yeah. He also gave me one of the bardic instruments, the ones that cast spells on their own. So. Okay. Anyway. I'm basically, I'm not saying that I'm the best character in the game, but I'm kind of the best character in the game because I am 100% the most broken. (laughs) You know, we'll take that where we can get it. Yes, we will. But yeah, no, healers are also very important to have. So anyway, I would still be watching the game, but I would not be paying close attention to the game because I would be playing D&D. And I can't have that on the, I can't have the radio on. 
in the background. No, you can't. Mm-mm. And that is the only way you're allowed to pay attention. Well, you can like pay attention on. I will. I will. I will be reading the tweets. Yes, Don't there worry. you go. I will be reading the tweets. Excellent. Just like I have for every other game. <laughs> Fair enough. Sonic Bananas asks, "Are the stars the kids who did their final final paper an hour before it was due?" Let me. So, uh, we've talked already about how the stars are what they are and have been pretty much this whole season. So what the stars are is what we all expected pretty much this whole season if you've been watching the games, plus a goaltender who went out and got himself a fairy godmother. So basically we're in Cinderella. (laughs) Wait, are we saying the skaters are the ugly stepsisters? (laughs) No, no. The skaters around Hudobin are like the mice and the pumpkins. Oh, okay, 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 okay. That makes sense. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. We're just we're just really racing against the clock for that pumpkin. We really are. We've got to we've got to get to the we've got to get to the fourth win in the final before. Car- God, I did it again. Before Dobby turns back into a pumpkin. Yeah, I like it. They're 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 a fairy tale at this point. They really we just don't know where that. They're in the middle of the story, and we don't know where the story's going to end. <laughs> uh, so the Stars and the Islanders are now going to a second overtime. You mean the, the Lightning and Islanders? What did I say? I said Stars. The yeah. Wow, I wonder if that was going to be prophetic. The Islanders and the Lightning are now going to a second overtime. So, you know, honestly, by the time you watch this, this game might not even be over. Who knows? <laughs> remember 5-O-T? <laughs> we all remember 5-O-T. <laughs> God. Remember the time when it was the when the Blackhawks though, and Brent Seberg talked about the fruit and crap. I love the fruit and crap. <laughs> fruit and crap was so good. Okay, iconic, iconic. Jason of Damage Jason Fame asks, "Yes, hello. Please tell me about your Dennis Guriana feelings." Oh man, I haven't yet read the athletic article on Dennis Guriana. <laughs> me but neither. I did see the snippet about him. Me being, too. Like the good teammate. Yep. What a precious bean. I love him. 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 And when he goes, I'll follow. I'll follow. I'll follow. He'll always be my true love. I feel a little weird singing that. I'll always be his true fan. There you go. Yeah. I mean, Learn. when you're when you're 39 years old and you're singing about a 23 year old, it gets a little weird sometimes. You know, it does. Like, I, uh, Stop being sing. so problematic, Marin. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to de-age myself before the next podcast. Larry Joe asks, share with us your complicated Corey Perry feelings. I don't really have complicated Corey Perry feelings because I still hate him. Yeah. So we were having this talk actually with Jason of Damage Jason Fame. Earlier, um, Cap Friendly was, you know, doing what Cap Friendly does and was like, okay, Corey Perry gets his bonuses for this and this now. And this puts them in a bonus penalty area of such and such, right? Because the stars have a lot of money on the books at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, I don't, I don't care. I don't care anymore. I don't care. They're in the Stanley Cup final. I don't want them to sign him again, but I don't care. Yeah, I will <laughs> say, I will say. I will say, I did watch the clip of the last goal again, and I saw him skate back and pull the puck out of the net from behind, from behind Leonard, which I thought was like such beautiful timing. (laughs) It was, it was, it was, it was a very Corey Perry move, but I did love that he got the puck for, for Dennis. So, um, do I love Corey Perry? No. Did I think that was very sweet? Yes. So my, they're not really complicated. I don't like the guy. I've never liked the guy. I will never like the guy. Maybe if he scores the Stanley cup winning goal, I'll like the guy, but like, I'm going knocking on wood again, but like, I just don't see that happening. So I feel like I'm probably safe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jamie Ben seems to have for like, you know, decided to live and let love, but like, I don't. That's never been your personality. It's never in my entire life been my personality. Hyperfixation, we don't know her. <laughs> Whatever. Suddenly I can't read. Suddenly I can't. I don't know her at all. Uh, Rilgen asks, 
what ritual voodoo are we invoking against people who don't vote for either Heiskanen or Hedobin for the Consmith? I was actually talking with my dad about this earlier. Like, I do not see a world in which, if the Stars win the Cup, Hudobin yeah, is not the, the, like, the runaway favorite for the Consmith. Well, I, I would generally agree with you. Except in 2015, when the Hawks won the Cup, Corey Crawford was obviously the best player on the ice. That whole series. And they gave it to Patrick Kane. Who votes for this? I don't remember. <laughs> Let's Google that. Let's Google that. <laughs> we're, we're in front of our computers. Uh, da, da, da. It is the PWHA. Or PHWA, sorry. I mean, I feel like they've been talking enough about about the fact that Q Dobin is the only reason that the stars are where they are enough that he... I don't favorite. feel that. I do not feel that at all. I feel like the Stars fans have been talking about that. I do not feel like the most of the media is talking about that. I I mean, I've seen it. I will hope you are correct. I will hope I am correct, too. Because if there is anybody that gets that thing except for Anton Hudobin, I absolutely will get a roster of the PHWA members and knock on their houses, like the doors to their houses, and have a very, very short talk with my fists. I feel like we can do one better and just show up at like 8 a.m. on Saturdays in like almost like uh, stars Jehovah Witness costumes (laughs) and preach the good word. (laughs) What if Instead of doing that, we show up like the end of Say Anything outside of their houses and trench coats <laughs> with a boombox just like held over our heads of like every single big save by Anton Hudobin <laughs> from the entire playoffs. I'm here for it. Okay. Double pronged. Double pronged. We do that on Friday and then Saturday morning we show up. We do that Friday night at like midnight. Yes, and, and then, then we, show we up leave Saturday it there, and then we go sleep, <laughs> and then we come back and we do it. Yes, I like it. Okay, cool. Uh, Andrew, too cool for Cali, LA asks number one: How do we put the stars in a bubble tournament for the twenty 2020 twenty slash twenty twenty one season? <laughs> um. Well, I like your thought process. Because they do seem to be doing well in the bubble, comparatively. I don't like the implication of what that would mean for the rest of the world. (laughs) Honestly, the rest of the world is doing fucking fine compared to the fucking United States. Um, I don't like the implication of what that means for who is president next year. Um, Yeah. So let's just... let. I don't want them to be in a bubble tournament next year, Andrew. So while I understand your point, believe me, God, believe me, I do. I would rather us just skate on the glory of the cup we're going to win this year, knocking on wood again, straight through to the promised land and wherever, whatever Valhalla awaits Stanley Cup winners and the fans who cheered for them in the afterlife. Um, Not having died of COVID-19 because we reelected an absolute moron. I like that as well. Number two, what are the odds a player who hasn't played a full asterisk playoff game yet scores a critical goal in the next series? Asterisk qualifier to allow for the Ottinger empty net goal to seal game five. Um, Well, we didn't need that, so that's fine. Um... Never look a gift goal in the mouth. I would never look a gift goal in the mouth. Honestly, I I hope they're like 0% because one of the players who hasn't played a full game yet coming in means that somebody vital has been injured, and I do not want that. True. Or the Stars just have a really absolutely horrific game in front of Hugh Dobin, and they put Ottinger and Ned to punish them. Um, but I also hope that doesn't happen. So, What if... Ben Bishop comes back and scores a critical goal. Has he played a full game yet? I don't think he played a full game because I think he got pulled. When did he get but when did he get injured? Was it before the playoffs or during the uh, exhibition games or what? I don't remember. I don't re- Time is a concept I, know, I am no longer familiar with. <laughs> let's let's look. 
Because I did not watch the exhibition games at all. I don't all. think, I think it was Kudobin. I think the first game he played was that one against Colorado. But he might have played an exhibition game. I might be completely wrong. Would we call that a playoff game, though? The game against... No, we're, we have we have excluded exhibition games from playoff games in okay. the goal differential. Therefore, they cannot be playoff games. So it doesn't matter if he played in a in a in one of the whatever whatever you're calling them, whatever the exhibition games, the round robins. Yes, that you are correct. Then it, you're right. We just logic the fuck out of this. We did. We absolutely did. So the only one that would be potentially acceptable would be Ben Bishop, I think. Okay, Bishop and Hudobin played in the first one. That's the same fucking game. Bishop played in the second one. The second round robin? Second round robin. Mm-hmm. And then in the third round robin, it was Anton Hudobin. And that so was that, I think, right? I think that's his three games, because it says it said he'd played three three games. Yeah. So I think that's it. Mm-hmm. They tried to bring him back for that one against Colorado, and then he got pulled. Mm-hmm. Which, which one was that? Was that the 5-2? No. The yeah, it was, was a massive blowout. It was game... One, two, three, four, five. Okay, it was a back-to-back. I guess that was the thought process there. Yeah, plus Bishop said, I'm ready, and he was not. <laughs> he was not. He was very much So nice. I think I, I would be comfortable if Bishop came in as, like, the backup. I'd be fine with it if Bishop came in the backup, or if, like, maybe, um, well, that wouldn't be a critical goal then. Yeah, let's just have Bishop come back in as the backup. That'd be fine, I guess. And then score his own goal. That's like fine. a critical goal. Oh, God, don't say an own goal. A Ouch. critical goal in our favor. <laughs> yeah, a critical goal in our favor! <laughs> Tink asks, favorite drink and sweet savory pairings to celebrate this sweet, sweet victory? Well, I can tell you what I ate last night. <laughs> sweet, sweet victory. <laughs> Do it. Um, I had bought some of those uh, Keebler versions of the Samoas, and I was drinking wine and eating caramel coconut cookies. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I... It was actually a really good time. I'll take that one. I was writing, so I was not drinking any alcohol, but I was drinking, um, I have, have I told you about my new favorite Crystal Light flavor? <laughs> No, I have not. I okay. don't keep keep track of your crystal light. Well, I just, I've, I've told people about this before, and I just okay. want to make sure that I'm not repeating myself on a very important podcast. Um, there, I'm a, I'm a I'm a whore for crystal light. I love it. So I have the I have the drops that you like the liquid drops that you pour in, and mm-hmm. um, I found a flavor I had not seen before in stores on the internet and ordered it, and it was it's a blueberry raspberry flavor, and it's like drinking a lollipop in a cup, but without the sugar coating afterwards. I bet that would be really good with vodka. It is amazing with vodka. <laughs> but like, I didn't do it with vodka last night because, again, I was recapping a game. I was just drinking it as normal. But I did make myself some potato wedges in the air fryer. And then I broiled them with um, cheese and... Uh, um, uh, jalapenos on top and then dip that all in some sour cream and that was fucking amazing. It's really kind of ironic that you did the savory pairing and I did the sweet pairing. It is because of your sweet aversion. It is very <laughs> ironic. But I have long been a savory fan over a sweet fan basically yes. forever. So, But I think uh, I think both of those sound excellent, yes. excellent ways to celebrate that victory. Yep. But if I was doing my favorite and not just like the what I had to do because I was well, no, you could do your favorite. My favorite would be pouring vodka in the blueberry raspberry drink for sure. <laughs> You're like Obviously. the one change I would make. <laughs> the one change I would make was to be to make that thing alcoholic for sure. <laughs> and that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for coming on this sweet, sweet, victorious journey with us, friends. We hope you this enjoyed is, this podcast. I We have recorded an entire podcast about this, and I still don't, it hasn't, still hasn't sunk in. It, honestly, like, other than, like, the Blackhawks, which I, I was a fan of the Blackhawks, but I, would, I don't really feel like I was a fan of the Blackhawks the way I've been a fan of the Stars. 
No, I was never nearly as invested so, in the Blackhawks. Never, never. So we did not spend six years of our lives making a podcast about the fucking Blackhawks. We did not. I did not buy eight jerseys. <laughs> I didn't go see them in the Winter Classic, and they were in it for like what five years in a row. I know I didn't see them in the Winter Classic. I've seen them one time in person. I have not flown anywhere to see them play ever. Anything, whatever. But like. We've never been here before. And I feel like that may be why it feels so fucking unbelievable. Because you and I weren't fans in 2000. Yeah. I was 19 years old. It was my second year of college. No, it was the end of my first year of college. And I had I had heard of hockey because I had seen the Mighty Ducks. And I knew who Wayne Gretzky was. But yeah. I, I didn't know Dallas had a team. I, uh, yeah, same. I was 16. I was in high school. I didn't watch any sports. Um, I mostly watched anime. I was watching the X-Files, not anime. But I, listen, one of the things that I've been very grateful about Stars fans in general is the fact that they have been so welcoming and open-armed to somebody mm-hmm. who just recently started watching their team. And I was not there through the dark years. And I commend you all for sticking with them through the dark years because it's hard (laughs) to love a team when they suck. Um, So, yeah, thanks for not ever gatekeeping me, y'all. It's been great. I've really loved being a Stars fan. This is the best. You guys are the fucking best. I I really do. I You know, I have watched quite a few teams as a sort of fan. I mean, obviously I was with the Oilers for a hot minute. Um, and you know, kind of like the Blackhawks for a little while. And I've never felt so welcomed as a team when I became a Starks fan. So yeah, I mean, we've got a really good, we've got a really great, a really great fan base. And I don't think that I would be on Twitter without the liberal, (laughs) the liberal nerdy hockey corner that I found. Absolutely not. I love you guys so much. Oh, man, I love you so much. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so. Well, come be come be part of our little liberal hockey nerd please, corner. Please. If you're not already following us, please follow us. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter at Deep Heart Hockey. And uh, you can email us with a longer question, comment, or uh, sweet slash savory pairing at <laughs> departhockey at gmail.com. You're also welcome to talk to us about who your pick for the Smythe would be, but I've got to warn you, if it's not Anton Hudoman, I'm going to yell at you. We will show up to your house. This was not an empty threat. <laughs> this is not a drill. <laughs> There will be no survivors. Be, be aggressive. Be, E, aggressive. Yeah. Be, E, A, G, G, R, E, S, S, I, B, E. Wow. I do not know that I would have remembered that there was two S's in that word. (laughs) (laughs) If I was just spelling it out loud instead of writing it down. Oh, man. Did we already do it? Finish the closing it out? We did. We're done. Oh, we're done. Bye. Wait, no. I didn't tell them about our... That's what I was thinking. Ah! Hey, you can find our official blog at departhockey.wordpress.com. It has the most amazing post that I ever did, which is the time that I watched a uh, Stars playoff game from my kitchen. And when I say watch, I mean I listen to it via Twitter. All right. Bye for real now. Bye for real. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs>